Butler, and we're going to get you some vitamins. So uh, they sent about five to six cases of different vitamins, um, uh, six different kinds, and uh, they're going to continue to gather them up. We do have some we'll be giving out uh, this morning. Those Some have already gotten their vitamins, and uh, others as present that do, have not gotten the vitamins. We do have a pack of vitamins for you. Uh, if it's husband and wife, make sure you take two, one for you and one for, the, for your companion. So we want to make sure because when I hear God, I, I move. And I, I don't like to be like I used to. When I hear God, I was just kind of, God, I, surely I can't relate to release that or say that. But yet now when God speaks, I move. And we have vitamins, and we're, we're grateful, and, we, and we, we advise you to please, ma'am, and please, sir, take these vitamins. It's, it's crucial. It's very crucial, especially since the coronavirus is on the rise. Now, this morning, we are going to start off in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3. Uh, uh, forgive us, one of our monitors uh, went down this morning they, because of the time. They didn't get it together, but I think on this particular one, are you able to see? But if you have your Bibles or if you have your cell phone, you can follow me in the scriptures. As long as you're not looking at Facebook, it's okay. Cell phone. Amen. Um, this morning, God says to me, and this is a part two, because we've been dealing with how to thrive uh, during the time of crisis. And we also talked about um, the last time we spoke about rebuilding a nation or building a nation. And this morning, we want to talk about kingdom principles during the time of crisis. We want to give the, uh, the body of Christ, we want to give God's people some hope. We have to understand, and even though it has not yet been spoken, and you have not probably heard it on the news, we are in a recession. We are officially in a recession. On June the 8th of this year, the, the national um, researchers has na- announced, economic research, they announced that we were officially in a recession. Uh, a recession is when there's a breakdown of the world system, when it's collapsing, and you know now everybody is in fear. Everybody is in fear. But God says, <laughs> bring my people some hope. And one thing we have to remember is this. How many of us are kingdom-minded? Because the kingdom of God is never in a crisis. The kingdom of God. See, there's a difference. Amen? There's a difference. There's a difference between the world system and there's a difference between the kingdom of God, that the system of the, God, of, king, of the kingdom. The kingdom is never in crisis. God did not wake up that day and say, oh, my, they're in a crisis. There's a disease attacking. That did not happen because the kingdom is never in a crisis. And as, as we are citizens of the kingdom, we have to remember, remember this, that, 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 that the crisis that we're in now is only seasonal. Somebody said, well, I don't know about that in seasonal. Well, we're going to take us to the word and see what God says in his word. Because what we're experiencing now is only seasonal. It's only seasonal. All right, let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, and we're going to look at uh, chapter 3, verse number 1. Verse number 1. Got to have some hope. You got to know what God's word says. We know what man says, uh, and most time, man, what man says is not correct. 
But what God says, it is always correct, okay? Now, verse 1 in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, it says, To everything there is a what? There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Okay, it's changed in the word now. To everything there is a season. So what is a season? A season is a set, determined time. A season is a set. It's, it's, it's a set, determined time. When everything will either come into being, it will also have a time of duration or it will continue, and uh, it depends on the circumstances. We're talking about a, a season. What we have to remember is this. Before the foundation of this world, God had already set a time for what is happening right now. He knew when it was going to come into being. He, know, he knows how long it's going to endure, and he also knows when it is going to end. See, right now we think, oh, my, the world is going to come into end. No, God has a set time. God has a set time. This is hope. We have to remember, oh, no, it's not going to be forever. It's not going to be forever. Man does not know the timeline of what's happening, but God knows. God knows when it was going to come into being. God knows how long it's going to be, and God knows also when it is going to end. That's hope. Amen? That, that, that's hope. That's hope. This is what we have to remember that. We have to remember that. See, God has already foreordained everything before the world even came into existence. It was already set in place. Okay? Now, looking at, uh, we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number one. Keep your place in Ecclesiastes chapter number three. But let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, things are seasonal. Things are seasonal. There's a reason why things are happening. Anytime you want to know anything about what's going on, always go to God's word. Always go to God's word. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number one. Here it is. God God has spoken to Jeremiah. And he's telling him that there's some things that he wants him to do. And, and that's a purpose. Jeremiah gives him all kinds of excuses, all types of excuses. He began to talk about how he was a child and how he could not speak. But the Lord let him know there was a purpose in, in what he has to do. God had given him an assignment, okay? Now, we're going to look at uh, verse number 10 in chapter number 1 in the book of Jeremiah. It says this, as, as he finishes giving Jeremiah his assignment, this is what he says. He says, see, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. Watch what he's done. The same thing is going to happen right now or is happening. He says his whole purpose is to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. They are there. When I looked at that, there are six different things Jeremiah says that has to be done. It's the same thing that's happening in our world today. There has to be a rooting out, a pulling down, and anytime something is pulled down, that means it, there's some resistance to it. And then he said, and to destroy and to throw down, then he says, to build and to plant. 
All these things has to happen before the building and the planting. Amen. All these things has to take place. What's amazing is when I counted each each item, each statement there, it comes to the, the it comes to six. Six is the number of man. So in our society, what we see is something that has been put in motion. There has to be a ruling out of situations that's going on in our world. There has to be a pulling down. There has to be some destruction. Uh, there has to be some throwing down. All these things has to happen before it can be built, before anything can be rebuilt, or when there can be a planting going on. All right? Now, let's go back to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. We're talking about kingdom principles in a crisis. This is part two. Kingdom principles. It's so important that we understand that what we're going through is just seasonal. Seasonal. Somebody said, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's just seasonal according to God's word, okay? Now, in each season now, we're back in Ecclesiastes chapter number three, in each season, there is always destruction before there can be a rebuilding. I'm going to repeat that. In each season that we go through, there's always destruction before there is a rebuilding. Okay? Remember that. Kingdom hearers. Kingdom dwellers. Remember that. When you see the destruction going on, after that there will come a rebuilding, but the, the destruction has to come. It's imperative it's, it's because things have to be cleaned up. <laughs> Example, you know when, it, when, when the storms, when, when there's thundering and lightning and, and, and it's raining, I mean, what's happening, there's a cleansing of the earth. And when that storm is over, and if you go outside, especially when it's been raining, there's such a good smell. It's such a refreshing that there's a cleansing that's taking place. So this is what's happening right now. Now, in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, we're going to look at verse number 2. Verse number 2. It says this. Remember now, we talked about seasons, right? This, whatever's happening or what has happened in our lives, it's been seasonal. First thing is this. It says there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Verse 3 says there's a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Everything has a time frame. Everything has a time frame. Verse 4 says a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time of celebration. Every season has something going on. So it's a purpose behind every season. And then verse 5 says, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. Now, that word stones, that means your thoughts. It's a a time to cast away uh, your thoughts, and there are some times that you can gather your thoughts. Well, there are some thoughts we do not need, right? Those are the kind that we need to throw away, (laughs) and we need to gather good thoughts, all right? Then it goes on to say, now, there's a time to embrace a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6 says, a time to get. That means to accumulate. A time to lose. A time to keep. And a time to cast away. 
Verse 7 says, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. Now look at verse number 8. Verse 8 says, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Now, in, in Ecclesiastes, in these first eight verses, it lets us know that every season in our life, whether it's a season of laughter or whether it's a season of love, is a season of peace or a season of war, that one is opposite of the other. And each season is seasonal. That means it's going to come to an end. It's going to come to an end. So it's important. Remember we talked about the hurricanes and the tornadoes? Now, when you look at a tornado or a hurricane, you can always bet that there's going to be some destruction that's going to take place. If there's going to be some tearing down that's going to take place when there's a tornado. We here at House of Destiny, we do what we call disaster relief. Now, disaster relief is, is when these different states are affected by tornadoes or hurricanes, and we send down tractor-trailer loads of food and supplies to those different areas. Uh, not long ago, around Christmas time, we sent things to the Bahamas, and we were thankful and grateful, and so were they, for the things that were sent to them. We've sent things to Texas. We sent things to Florida. We sent a tractor-trailer loads to Alabama when the, when the, when the, the Katrina, Katrina hit and, and Biloxi, Mississippi, and those areas, we sent down tractor-trailer loads, several of them, during that time. And you may ask, well, how in, that, in the world is that possible with such a small congregation? We see, we don't, we don't go by numbers. We go by God. Amen. We go by God. Amen. We know that we can't, not in our own power, but we know that he can and so when things happen, immediately we gather all our resources together and we, and we call upon those other ministries and it seems like people just want to just give, give, give and all of a sudden we've got a tractor trailer load. Not long ago, most recently, we sent that, we took down a tractor trailer load to Seneca, South Carolina where the tornado hit. And they were very thankful and they were very grateful. But see, the thing about uh, uh, the kingdom, uh, uh, kingdom ministries or uh, kingdom dwellers is that we know that God will supply. Amen. When God supplies and he meets all of our needs, whatever he wants to take place, he will, he will bring forth those resources that you need. Remember I told you about the vitamins? You know, I told you about the vitamins. God said in my heart, Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 is where we were, okay? I told you about the vitamins that God had placed in my heart. He said, tell the people, begin to take the vitamins, and then allow that to, to build that immune system. Well, at the time, I didn't have vitamins. I didn't have nothing. And, but we made some call and said to a ministry, I said, now, do you have this? And we just foretold this. And automatically, they said, yes. And next thing they said, they said, come and get, well, I'm expecting a couple of boxes. We're talking about five, six, and, and let me tell you something. What's in those bags is probably going to run you maybe $100, $200, amen. That's a gift from God, amen. It's a gift from God because, see, we didn't have that, but God had it. See, this is what we got to understand about kingdom dwellers. You've got to trust God. In the midst of a crisis, you've got to hear God, and you've got to trust God to do what he said in the book. I'm over at the very end. I'm gonna read you some uh, inscription. But I had a friend to tell me that everybody was gonna get the coronavirus. I stopped her immediately. I said, "Not here." 
I said, because that is, that is a total defiance of the word of God. I gave her Psalms 91. God said, it won't even come nigh to my dwelling if, if, I, if I'm in the secret place. If I'm under the wings of the Lord, I don't have to worry about it. If the word says, it will not even come nigh to me, nigh to my dwelling. He says in that scripture, Psalms 91, and we need to always remember that scripture, read it every morning, as many times as God gives it to you to, to read. Put it in your spirit. Because he says now, and God is not a God that he has to lie. He said it will not come near my dwelling. He says that that noiseless pestilence, that that walketh in darkness, corona, it walks in darkness. Nobody can see it, but it's there. He says it won't even come nigh my dwelling. So I stood on that. The other day, they, they come back with it again. They said, you know, we are. No, no, no. You might get it because you're calling it to your house. I'm not calling it to my house because God told me it was not going to come to my house. See, you got to know the word. You got to give God his word back. Can I get an amen on that? Kingdom dwellers. Amen. Kingdom dwellers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I don't don't care about this world system, but what I trust is I trust God. Now, I'm not saying to each one of you, now they're talking about, I'm about getting off the script. They're talking about, you know, giving, giving uh, uh, vaccines and all that stuff. Now, I'm very skeptical about taking anything. Hello. Amen. Because when they give you a flu shot, they give you the flu. Right? And what happens? You will get the flu. How do I know? Been there, done that, got a trophy and a T-shirt. First time I took the flu shot, I ended up with the flu. You know what happened? Out of all my years of life, I've never taken it again. And I've never had the flu. Give glory and honor to God. Amen. In that vaccine, I did a little bit of research. Some of that ingredient is taken from the tissues of aborted babies. If that's happening, what else is in there? And if, if it's going to be like the flu shot, the flu vaccine, and they're giving it to you, that means they're giving you the corona too. Wake up, people. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. God is a protector. Amen? He is a protector. All right. Let me get to moving on. All right, now. The next thing we want to understand about uh, a kingdom, how we're going to respond, the using the kingdom principles during the time of the crisis is this. This is something we got to remember. Whatever that we do here on earth, heaven responds. Whatever we do here on earth, heaven responds. Let's go to the scriptures. Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter number 16. Whatever we do here on earth, heaven responds. Amen. St. Matthew, St. Matthew chapter number 16. Whatever we do here on earth, heaven responds responds okay now st matthew chapter 16 we're going to look at verse uh eight start with verse 18 first because here uh christ and, and peter and the disciples which are uh, disciples are those that are disciplined uh, and learned in the way they're in a conversation and here christ is responding to peter in verse 18 it says and i say unto thee that thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When we're built upon Christ, 
the gates of hell can, cannot, cannot come against it. There's no way. It, it, won't, it will not prevail. It, it, no matter what it, what's happening or what goes on, hell cannot prevail against the kingdom of God. Amen. Hell cannot prevail against the kingdom of God. Amen. Remember that now. Even when hell come in your house, can we get personal, okay? He said, when that comes in your house, hell still can't prevail. Especially if you're operating in the kingdom. You got a kingdom mindset. Now, watch verse number 18. Here we go. We're talking about whatever we do here on earth, heaven responds. Verse 19 in St. Matthew chapter 16 says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Do you not know you got some keys? You got kingdom believers, kingdom dwellers has keys. This is what it says in the latter part of verse 19. And whatsoever thou, meaning you, shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And when you look at this and you see, it's always showing where man has to activate it first before heaven responds. Amen. Mankind has to activate the principle. Whatever you bind on earth, it says heaven will bound, bound it. Whatever we loose, then it says heaven will also respond. So it's very important. Now, that's a principle. This is a kingdom principle. Okay? I had to bind that spirit that tried to give me corona. Okay? So heaven, heaven responded to me. Heaven responded. Now, I had to bind it. I had to bind it. Because, see, if you turn around and allow people to, ooh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Never, ever allow people to speak into you if they are not under the umbrella of God. You make sure you know who you got in your inner circle. Because everybody in your inner circle is not really for you. This, this person is supposedly part of my inner, my inner circle. But because we were not on the same wavelength, I had to bind that spirit. Might have been my friend, but I had to bind the spirit. Just like Jesus told Peter, told him he had the devil in him. Even though Peter, James, and John were in, in Christ's inner circle, he had to speak to the devil in Peter. Told him, get behind me. Get behind me. Have you ever had to speak to somebody and you know they had the devil up in them? You had, so you're speaking to the spirit, not the man, not the woman. You speak to the spirit. See, the problem that we have, we speak to the, the individual. Mm-mm. See, as long as you can speak to the individual, it's going to be happening all the time. But when you speak to that, that spirit and you begin to bind that spirit, that's, that spirit has to go. Then all of a sudden it's going to show back up again, but you still bind it. Do we have any binders in the house? Hey, man, you, you better know what you're doing out here. Because people, people have all kinds of spirits. You, whenever a person leaves your presence, whenever people, I'm very skeptical about who I allow in my home. Because whenever they come, they're going to bring a spirit. And I don't know what kind of spirit they got. So I don't want that spirit in my house. If you, if you ever have your, your children act crazy when people leave, that means they done left some in your house. And so you got to bind that spirit and get rid of that spirit. Y'all say, that woman crazy. No, I ain't. No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. Let me tell you about We're going to get back to that. I'm going to tell you about an incident I had some years ago. 
we had a pastor, and he's deceased now. And we used to go around, we used to call ourselves uh, 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 these Christians, Christians in action. Yeah, CIA, the CIA, Christians in action, the CIA. We, we holy, we kingdom dwellers. We going out in CIA, Christian women's in action. Well, we come up against the devil that night. We went, we went up in North Carolina, and this lady, she had a friend that was there, and she said the friend was talking crazy out of her head, talking about how her body would just leave her body and all this stuff and how it just, you know, float around, and she'd stretch her arm out, whichever way her arm went, that's the way she would go, and she would leave her family. She'd just get up and go. So they wanted to know, said, we need to pray about this spirit. Well, lo and behold... I was nominated to pray, okay? I was nominated. Well, praise be to God. The, the, the lady was right across in front of me. What am I going to tell you? you, you you're going to find it shocking, but it's a true story. And I've got about 16, 17 witnesses that knows it happened that was with me, okay? So, so the person was right across from me, and, and we began to, to, to pray. And before we began to pray, that, that, that spirit within that woman wanted to know where the ministers were. And she kept going up to different ones and asking, are oh, you a minister? You're a and everybody was saying no, okay? So when we began to plead the blood of Jesus against that spirit that was in that woman, I, it was just like I was in a tunnel, and that word blood was just echoing. It was just echoing. It was just echoing. And all of a sudden, my glasses literally came off my face. Literally. It, they, they came off my face. When they came off my face, I felt something within me that pulled from within me. And there was something that came from that woman. And, and those two things clashed. When they clashed, I hit the ground. I fell back. This is a true story. And you know what happened to the other CIAs, Christian Women's in Action? They hit the door. They took off running. They t- this is a real story. This is true. We, and, and, and they all live today. And they all listen to the word. They all live today. We're in different locations now, but they all live today. And when we came down the highway, and before we left, that, 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 that spirit within that woman said, we'll meet again. Now, we had a pastor that dealt in deliverance ministry, okay? When we got back home, when we, when we, when we came back home, immediately on the highway, we called... We called our pastor, and he said to us, did I not tell y'all not to be resurrected something you can't handle? Because we had hit the flow. They hit the flow. I hit the flow, and it was, it was one of those things. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. So we have to understand that spirits do exist. They, exp- they do exist. It's very important that we understand that. But we also have to understand that we have to equip ourselves we have to equip ourselves, amen. We have to equip ourselves because we are kingdom dwellers. We, we, we have to operate in kingdom principles, okay? We have to operate in kingdom principles. It's important to know how whatever we bind, because we're the first one that release it, as my husband say, draw first blood, then heaven is going to respond. So it's, it's crucial. Whatever we bind, bind here on earth. So there's some things that need to be bound here on earth, bind here on earth in order for heaven to respond. Amen? Now, the next thing we want to look at is this. What is it, what is it 
about these kingdom keys or why do we need these kingdom keys or what was the purpose in the very beginning? I'm glad you asked. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter number 2. Chapter number 2 in the book of Genesis. We won't be before you long. We're almost done. Amen. We just like to deliver the word and get on out and let us eat on it during the course of the day. Amen. Genesis chapter number 2. How do we get to where we are right now? How, how do we get there? Because man has a responsibility. God gave man a responsibility in the very beginning. Not like it is now because we've screwed things up. Can I get an amen on that? Okay. But God gave us a responsibility in the very beginning. We're talking about kingdom principles during the time of crisis. During the time of crisis. Genesis chapter number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 5. Are we there? Genesis chapter 2, verse number 5. It says, And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, before it was in the earth, hmm, and every herb of the field, before it grew. Watch this. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a what? A man to till the ground. Nothing grew because man was not present. Nothing grew because man was not present to till the ground. The first job or assignment man was given was management. The first assignment man was given was management. During the time of crisis, you've got to learn how to manage. Can we say that again? During the time of crisis, you have to learn how to manage. Because after a while, inflation is going to come. Have y'all, have y'all checked out how expensive food is now? Something I, crossed my mind last night and this morning. Crossed my mind. I couldn't figure it out. I said, wait a minute, God, something wrong. Has anybody found any spray Lysol? Have you, have you found some Lysol that you spray? I'm not sure what you bought a little farther back, but now in the store you can't find it. What you find is the Lysol bathroom cleaner. You find the Lysol shower cleaner, but the kind that you spray in the air to kill the bacteria, you can't find. So I started asking, I said, God, wait a minute. Do you think they are stockpiling Lysol the same way they stockpile the mask in the beginning? Because, see, if you look on the back of the can of Lysol, someone posted it a while back when everything started happening. To look on the back of your can of Lysol. On the back of it, you saw COVID-19. That it killed COVID-19. Now, you would think, anybody got a can, had a can, had a can like that? Okay. Now, you would think if we don't have a virus, but we got a, a spray that you can spray in the air, and it specifically says it kills COVID-19, you would not think it would be scarce and you cannot find it. You would think that would be the thing that they have out there for the people to get, right? I'm just trying to wake your mind up. Think, think, to, to, to think, to think, 
to think. I went online to see if I could even find a bottle of Lysol. You couldn't. And one, and one, one particular site I went to, it had a can of Lysol for $30. The spray can. Somewhere it's being stockpiled, and there's a purpose behind it. Don't believe everything. Government just as crooked as two left shoes. Watch, watch. Okay, watch the word. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Couldn't find a man. Okay. Let me get back to this. He couldn't find a man to till the ground. Nobody to work it. So therefore, nothing could grow out of it. All right. Now, verse 7 says, and the Lord. Okay, verse 6. Let me go to 6. Verse 6. In Genesis chapter 2, verse number 6, it says, but there went up a mist from the earth. And watered the whole face of the ground. Why? Because there was not a man to till the ground. Then it says, and the Lord God, verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man became a living soul. The key today is management. We've already forestated that. It's management because before anything grew, before anything came from beneath the earth, God needed man there to manage. Needed the man to manage. Now, it's just like when 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 God gave He gave uh, man He gave man dominion over all the earth and all of His resources. All the resources in the earth, God God had allowed man to be over it. It never said in the scripture that man was supposed to rule over man. Not until after Adam and Eve sinned and we end up in a fallen world. When you look at the scriptures now, man was never designed. Man was never designed to rule over man. But after the fall of Adam and Eve, then there came the subjection, there came the rulership of of man over, over, over the woman, okay? So so we get to understand some things. Now, we've been given the the dominionship to to be able to uh, rule over the resources that that has been given to us, all right? Now, when you, when you look in the book and it talked about the talents, talked about the talents. God, the, 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 Jesus is speaking. He gives one five talents. He gives one two talents and one one. The one, those that had the five talents and the, those that had the two talents, what happened was they brought forth an increase. Whatever God gives you, he expects a return. But the one that he gave one, he took his and he buried it. He buried it. He, he didn't bring you nothing. God is looking for increase. Whatever gifts he put on the inside of you, he's looking for an increase from that gift. He's looking for an increase. And, and the thing about God is when he came back to look and to check out things, he, he said, well done to the ones that had the five and he brought about an increase, the one that brought about a two, the two gifts, he brought about an increase. He told them all well done. But that one that took it and buried it, are you burying your gifts today? that buried his gift, he called him a wicked servant. And then he said, take that which he has and give it to another. 
Anybody been on a losing end lately and can't figure out why? Maybe you're not operating in what God said. The kingdom principle. Now, this is the last thing we're going to deal with. Why is it that the world system, why is it, is the world system collapsing? Collapsing. Why, why is it? Because the world is mismanaging the resources for personal benefit. The world is mismanaging the resources that God has placed here on earth. They're mismanaging it for their own self-greed. It's because of greed we're in the condition that we're in. It's because of greed. And I, I, I looked at this. I said, wait a minute. God, help me understand. So he gives me some examples. He said, now, Brenda, I'm going to invest in the stock market. We've lost some money in the stock market. We've done that. But I don't do a whole I'm not crazy. You don't, you don't invest what you can't, you can't afford to lose, okay? But when you can have a congressman that has some inside information and before things begin to collapse, they pull their money out so they won't lose. Don't tell you now. See, that's greed. That whole situation there is for personal gain, all right? The next thing God revealed to me, he said, listen, Brenda, think about it. I want you to think about it. The next thing he said, you remember the stimulus, the stimulus money that the businesses got? some small businesses got and the people got that that little bit we got he said now think about it when they got ready to distribute the money the watchdogs they had over the, to make sure the money was going to be distributed fairly and equally he gets fired think about it do y'all ever think why things happen the way they are he gets fired. Now, he's supposed to be watching and making sure that that money is equally distributed, but he gets fired. They find some kind of flimsy excuse. So they hire another watchdog. What happens to that watchdog? He gets fired too. So that means there's some greed going on there. That there's some, that's personal self-gain. Man is mishandling or mismanaging the resources of God. Mishandling. Mis- now, now let's go to some other place. Okay. Let's go to St. Mark chapter number 8. We're almost done. We're winding up. St. Mark chapter number 8. St. Mark chapter number 8. And we're going to look at... I'm over here in St. Mark 7. No one in the scripture didn't look correctly. All right. St. Mark chapter 8, we're going to look at verse number 36. We're almost done here. Verse number 36 and 37. Okay. In kingdom, applying the kingdom principles during the crisis. Keep this scripture in mind. All right. Verse 36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. What good is to have all that stuff and you, your soul is lost? What, what, what good is it? We have a tendency where we chase money. We, we always want an increase. But sometimes money will take you away from God. Sometimes these things that God gives us, it, it will cause us to be away, pulled away from God. He said, what good is it to have it? I mean, you're not going to profit from it. 
What good? Look at that. For what shall it profit a man? There is no gain. There is no gain. There's no gain. If the only thing you're going to be gaining is the world. What? And the world system is failing. Why would you want to gain the world system? It's failing. There's no profit in that. And then he says, and lose your soul. And lose your soul. This soul. Your soul is the most important thing that you have. Right now, your relationship with God is the most important thing that you have. Most important thing. The most important thing. And then 37 says, of what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Your money, your cars, your houses, whatever you got. You cannot exchange that. You cannot exchange that for your soul. That's another kingdom principle we, get to, we have to understand. Make sure in the things that we're gaining during the time of crisis, because you can thrive during the time of crisis. You can. You can. The God's word says you can. But make sure you don't take those things and put them in place of God and it causes you to, to, to walk away or not spend any time with God. Now, the last thing I want to give you, and, and they don't have it on, on, on Scripture here. They don't, I didn't give it. I didn't put it in. I was just going to read it. But I want, I want to read it. Psalms 91. I want you all to go to me. Psalms 91. So that means you've got to go to your phones and deal with Psalms 91. Or you have to go to your Bible, and we're going to deal with Psalms 91. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to be finished. Psalms 91. Are we there? Remember now, we're talking about kingdom principles during the time of a crisis. You've got to remember what the word of God says. Amen. Now, Psalms 91, verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth, dwelleth means to sit down in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. you got to dwell in order to be able to abide under the wings of God. Amen. Then it says in verse 2, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. You've got to remember that God is your refuge. He is your refuge, not man. Not, not all those in congregation, that is not your refuge. Because see, a refuge is a place where you can go into from hide from trouble. Remember the word of God says in Isaiah to, to, to go for the people of God to go hide themselves, you know, until his indignation overpass. See, too many Christians are coming out from the umbrella of God and they're getting torn off. But, but according to his word, you've got to understand God is your refuge. I don't care what nobody else say. I don't care what comes to nobody else's house. You've got to remember he is your refuge and he is your fortress. I mean, you go up in the fort, he's, he's a, oh God, I hear you. God is a strong tower. A strong tower. Strong tower. This is what you got to remember. I don't care. Uh, uh, someone sent me something. They're talking about how bad things going to get. And, you know, I don't believe in them defaming or defaulting or police, dismantling or whatever. Because you got to have some law and order. But what are you talking about? Things going to get worse and worse and worse. And we've had dreams and God has warned us about things that was going to happen even before it happened. That's why the people here in the house of destiny, there's no excuse. There's no excuse not to have the things that you need because God warns. He had warned us before things happened. But we got to understand who we are serving. Our God is a strong tower. 
strong tower. That's what his word says. And then he says, and that's who you trust in. Don't trust in that thing called dollar bill. Because there's a lie in true clothing. It's a lie. It's, it's, it, it's value. It's just falling. It's just falling. I walked in the store and they said a hamburger meat was, I think that thing said about $20. I left him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Can't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because I got to learn how to manage God's money. Okay? Now, watch what he says now. He says in verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare, watch this, from the snare of the fowler and from the noiseless pestilence. What's happening is we got pestilence. Pestilence is a disease. Okay? He's, the word of God says, this is our hope. He will deliver us from that. And then he says, verse 4, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The truth, the word of God, is your shield. You've got to remember that. You've got to remember that. Verse 5 says, Thou shall not be afraid. How many people are operating in fear? Thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, watch verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. The corona is walking in darkness, and God says we do not have to be afraid. That's what his words say. I'm speaking to kingdom, kingdom-minded people, because worldly-minded people won't, can't comprehend this. But kingdom-minded people takes on the word of God, put it in their spirit, speak it over and over and over and over and over in their life. It says, now those pestilence that walketh in darkness, that thing is everywhere and it is spreading. Okay? It says, nor, in verse 6, nor for the destruction that, that wasted at noonday. Verse 7 says, a thousand shall fall at thy side, 10,000 at thy right hand, but watch this. Underline this. If you got a Bible, with, if your phone, you can underline Watch what it says. But it shall not come where? Nigh thee. Now understand what the word says. It won't show up at your house. It will not show up at your house. It won't even come nigh you. So you, we, we have to stand on God's word. His word. That's powerful. This is what his words say. Then he says, and we'll drop down to verse 19. It says, because, verse 9, Because thou have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. And the latter part, verse 10 says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Now whose word are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. Amen. Because that is what he says. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise.